0: Hey, what's up? It's Alicia here from The Strong Her Way. It is so good to be here with you again today. You know we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation here using my non-diet approach. This week, we are going to be diving into one of the principles of uh, intuitive eating. So if you're familiar with that, then this will be something that you recognize. If you're not familiar with intuitive eating and the movement, um, then I would invite you to kind of explore that a little bit for yourselves. I have since reading intuitive eating and kind of working through this process a little bit on my own, have come to, I don't know if disagree is the right word or the right way that I want to phrase it, but I definitely have developed some of my own thoughts and opinions about intuitive eating and the movement and really just how it is a part of perhaps a more mindful eating approach, a more non-diet perspective around food. However, I think that some of it has been kind of taken a little bit maybe too far or taken out of context from what the original authors had intended it to be. And so I am going to kind of talk about hunger through my lens, through my experience of working with clients, my background in exercise science and nutrition and those kinds of things. Um, to just kind of give you maybe a little bit of a different perspective or a different lens, I guess, on the super popular movement right now in nutrition. So first things first, I, for the most part, really do appreciate all of the principles of intuitive eating. I think for me, coming out of a really disordered eating relationship with food and my body or disordered eating and a disordered relationship with food and my body The intuitive eating practice and the principles there really helped me to kind of break out of a lot of that diet culture and that diet mindset. However, I, I feel like there, it was hard for me to really come from this diet perspective, uh, from not necessarily seeing that there's anything wrong or bad about having certain boundaries or guidelines around food. Uh, however, definitely not living by the rules and the regulations and really kind of that legalism around food, which is what I definitely experienced in the throes of dieting and my disordered eating game. However, I also think, and this is where I I might get some pushback from the intuitive eating community, I think that there is a little bit that is missing in the sense that I don't feel like the aspect of having self-control is necessarily something that is talked about. And so one of the principles or one of the things that I distinctly remember about my initial journey with intuitive eating was kind of that honeymoon phase. And I've talked about this before in posts on social media, and it's come up before, I think, in past podcast episodes as well. But essentially, when you are deciding to leave kind of the rules and the legalism and really the religion that has has kind of sprouted up around food and different diets and ways of eating, you're kind of coming out of this really crazy time, right? To where it feels like things were so restricted. Maybe you had a lot of rules around food. Uh, Maybe you really were super quote unquote good about eating certain things and not eating other things. And so when you're kind of leaving that way of being around food, which is very regimented, very strict, very uh, rule heavy, and really feeling like a religion in a lot of ways and really just kind of this heavy legalism around food. When you come out of that, they kind of expect you or in the book, it talks about this honeymoon phase where you're kind of for the first time, it's almost like a kid that leaves a very strict household for the first time you know, to go to college or to move out of their parents' house. And then they just go haywire, right? They completely rebel against everything that they had ever done or been made to do as a kid. And it's kind of as like this no rules, uh, you know, I'm just going to eat, I'm just going to do everything that I wanted to do that I've always wanted to do that my parents kind of stopped me from doing. And I feel like the, the honeymoon phase in intuitive eating or kind of when you're coming out of dieting. Is a lot that way. So, for a lot of people that have really been super strict around food or have really had a lot of rules around food, now whether you feel like you were good, quote unquote, at following those rules or maybe somebody that was just always trying, or if you were somebody who really controlled their food in a way that was ultimately kind of detrimental, and you see not being helpful, then as you start to remove those rules, or some of that restriction, then it kind of is like that kid, and you sort of rebel, right, you rebel against all of these rules against all of these things that you had been following or trying to follow around food. And that is what they call kind of that honeymoon phase in intuitive eating. I definitely experienced that for sure. It was like the more freedom that I gave myself to eat food, I wanted to just eat a ton of food that I hadn't really allowed myself to eat or eat very much of for a long time. And I think that my issue that I have around this is that that doesn't necessarily allow us to honor our hunger and our fullness, which is definitely another one of the principles. And I know that they kind of have it laid out to where it's like you start with one and then you sort of move through, you know, all of these other principles first. But I want to kind of offer the perspective that we can remove the restriction around food, we can remove the rules, and we don't have to completely rebel or go through that intense honeymoon phase. So what that looks like, though, for a lot of people is it's really, it's kind of breaking it down. It's sort of understanding why you had those rules and those restrictions in the first place around food how those were maybe serving you, and then what you're really afraid of and letting those go. Because I think sometimes when we go into that place of, you know, we're just going to remove all of these different guidelines or, you know, the rules and the restriction, then we're kind of left not really knowing like how to eat at all. And I'm not saying that we have to have rules or we have to have these different things in place in order to know how to eat. But I think for a lot of us, especially if we've been really heavily dieting, we don't actually know how to eat, right? We don't know how to listen to our body's hunger and fullness cues. Uh, We may not even really know like what foods we actually enjoy eating anymore or how different foods respond to our bodies. And so I think sometimes just that completely throwing all caution to the wind and just going completely overboard in that honeymoon phase kind of sets us up to, sort of prolong really learning how to listen to our body's cues and to its hunger and to its fullness. And so if you are sort of contemplating leaving the, the dieting behind or leaving the rules, leaving the restriction behind, and you're not sure what that's going to look like on the other side for you, or you are afraid that you're just going to completely go you know overboard or just continue to eat certain things that you've really restricted and never stop, I want to offer that it doesn't have to be kind of this all or nothing thinking, right? It doesn't have to be either I completely follow the rules and the restriction or I'm completely not following any sort of cues from my body or uh, even kind of logical thinking and reasoning around food. In fact, there can be kind of that happy middle ground. The difference is, is that for each and every single one of us, that middle ground is going to look different and the journey to get there is going to be a little bit different as well. So one of the things that I really want to address today actually is, Is really centered on kind of the idea of hunger. And I feel like for a lot of people, we don't really know how to listen to our body's natural hunger and fullness cues. And in part, this is because we've been taught to really look at hunger in two different ways. So, either one way is we look at hunger as being this bad thing, right? If we're hungry, that's bad. We should look at ways to kind of curb our appetite or to restrict, you know, our appetite or that sensation of hunger in ultimately the pursuit of restricting calories and oftentimes losing body fat or losing weight. The other way that I see us being afraid of hunger showing up is the sense of I better hurry, I better eat preemptively or I better eat ahead of time ahead of my hunger so that I can avoid feeling hungry later. And this I would say specifically specifically shows up around clients that have maybe food intolerances or for you know whatever personal reasons they de- they've decided not to eat certain foods. If they know that they're going to be in a situation whether socially or maybe at work or something like that where they're not going to have access to the foods that they are eating, then it's this idea of, oh, I better hurry up and eat, even though I'm not necessarily hunger, hungry right now, because I'm afraid that when I get to the restaurant or I get to the party or at work, I'm not going to have access to the foods that I am choosing to eat. So those are kind of the two primary fears that I see around hunger. And I want to just kind of address each of those because they they do definitely play a part in becoming a more intuitive eater, a more mindful eater. Uh, And it also really does kind of tie into that honeymoon phase. So it's, if you are somebody who is really looking at kind of coming out of the rules and the restriction, the restrictive eating, and really that diet mentality, there can be a lot of fear around hunger and around feeling hungry, feeling like that is something that is bad. However, I think that where we kind of see this go on the other end with that honeymoon phase of eating is it's like, I'm just going to eat and eat and eat and eat, regardless of if I'm feeling hungry or not, regardless of if it's more of an emotional hunger and not necessarily that physical sensation of hunger. And so to just kind of look at hunger at a very basic biological level, there is nothing wrong with us feeling hungry. And there's nothing wrong with us feeling hungry in the sense that that is simply just our body's way of kind of letting us know that it might need a little energy in the way of food sometime in the near future, right? But then there's also nothing wrong with us feeling hungry and not necessarily answering hunger's call right away either. So I want you to kind of sit with that and really think about that, that there is nothing wrong with like feeling hungry and then choosing to eat something to satisfy that hunger. And there's nothing wrong with us feeling hungry and maybe not you know, satisfying that hunger or not answering that call right away. And so if you're somebody who feels like you're preemptively eating just to avoid feeling hungry, then for you, the growth and the thing to really explore for yourself is number one, why do you feel like you always have to be full or you can never be hungry? This could be maybe growing up, there wasn't a lot of access to food. And so now that you have more access to food, you don't want to feel that lack. You don't want to feel that hunger, right? Or maybe it's because you're trying to fill kind of that deeper emotional need. And so you're eating ahead of time so that, you know, you're never feeling that lack or or that neediness. So I think if you're eating ahead of time before your body's actually signaling that you're hungry, I think the first thing to do is to just really explore why it is that you're doing that. And then the second part of that would be to practice allowing yourself to wait until your body is starting to signal to you that you're hungry. Now, keeping in mind that if you are not used to feeling hunger in your body, it could take a little while to get to know what that feels like specifically for you. It's not necessarily always going to be, you know, that empty stomach and the feeling. It might be a headache or maybe you get lightheaded or maybe you get moody, there could be so many different ways that you personally are going to experience that physical sensation of hunger, but you're never going to get to the bottom of it, or you're never going to understand what that feels like for you and your body until you give yourself the time to feel hungry. Now, I will say if you find that you are going hours and hours and hours between meals and you're not feeling hungry or you're not feeling that sensation to eat or that urge to eat, then this could be a sign that maybe you have really suppressed your appetite almost too much. And oftentimes this is through that restrictive eating, the restricting the calories, um, you know, oftentimes really around like that rigid rules and rigid plan around food. And so for you, the first step might be to Just start to eat. So maybe you set up kind of times throughout the day that you're going to just plan to eat. And this was actually something that happened to me. It's like, I, the funny thing is, is that when I was really restricted and really dieting, really being super strict about what I was and wasn't eating, it seems like I was always starving. And looking back and kind of knowing what I know now, I think a lot of that hunger really actually stemmed from the feelings of deprivation and restriction, which came from all of the thoughts that I had around food as I can't eat a second helping. I can't have more. I can't have carbs. I can't have this. I can't have that. And so it was like, it was almost like, and you know, there is, I think that real possibility too. I simply wasn't eating enough for what my body needed. And so I think, you know, that physical restriction of eating and probably not giving my body enough food coupled with that emotional and that mental deprivation and restriction, it was like, I couldn't eat enough food to be satisfied or to not be hungry anymore. But then something interesting happens is that the longer that we kind of silence the body's natural cues of hunger the quieter that signal gets. And so what I was finding for myself is that I could go hours without eating or without even really thinking about food, but that doesn't mean that my body didn't need food kind of throughout the day or at, you know, different intervals. And so for myself, and this is something that I've seen and have read research on, is that for a lot of people, you have to almost kind of set up some times that you're going to plan to eat and then eat on kind of those regular intervals for a while to sort of trigger that hunger mechanism in your body again, to where you'll actually start to feel hungry again. So this is kind of that beautiful segue, I guess, into the other people that are afraid of being hungry and they're always looking for ways to suppress their appetite or curb their appetite, curb their cravings, because there's this fear of I shouldn't be hungry or if I'm trying to lose weight or if I have a specific physique goal, then I know that I have to cut calories or I have to cut, you know energy coming in from somewhere for the the whole energy balance thing of calories in versus calories out. And so we think that we need to like completely suppress our appetite or completely curb it that we shouldn't feel hungry, right? And so for the people kind of on that end, what we're doing basically when our body is signaling to us that it's hungry and we're not answering that by feeding it or by giving it a little bit of food then we are essentially kind of overriding that body's natural hunger cue until it just gets quieter and quieter and quieter until we don't even recognize when we're hungry anymore. And for a lot of people, they probably think that this is a great thing, right? It's like, well, if I don't feel hungry, then I'm not going to be tempted to eat, which means I'll get to my weight loss or my fat loss goals faster. However, it's actually the opposite that starts to happen in that our bodies don't know the difference between intentional restriction around food or if there actually is a famine and there's no food, meaning that our body is going to respond the exact same way. So if you are somebody who is severely restricting calories or food coming in and you're exercising a ton, Your body doesn't know that any different than if you were in a period of starvation where food was actually very scarce and you didn't even have access to food. So it's going to respond exactly the same way. Our metabolism tends to slow down. Our body will start to catabolize at some point our lean muscle mass, which is not great, especially for women, especially as you're aging, you want to keep as much of that lean muscle mass as possible. You want to have like thick, dense, heavy bones as well. And so just knowing that, you know, your body doesn't distinguish between intentional starvation in the form of restricting food super intensely versus actual starvation. So it's going to start to kind of go into these compensatory mechanisms to protect your body from what it is assuming is starvation. So I think for you, And for all of us, their work really is to kind of understand, you know, how am I looking at hunger right now? Am I looking at it in this way that I'm afraid to be hungry, so I just eat ahead of time to not actually feel that hunger or am I afraid of hunger and so I'm doing everything that I can to not feel hungry? So I'm you know, i restricting or maybe I'm eating like celery and things like that or drinking water to kind of fill my stomach to kind of give you that false sense of satiety, right? That false sense of fullness. And I think on both ends, the work really is to kind of explore why that is for you personally. What is kind of that backstory? You know, how were things growing up? In your house, how you know did you see people interacting with food, or how have you uh, yourself been kind of told to behave around food and around hunger in your body to really explore? You know, why do I feel this way about hunger? Like, what's kind of the deeper story that's happening there? And then I think, you know, if you are that person that is eating sort of ahead of time to really slow down and to allow yourself to get hungry, to experience that physical hunger and just notice that whatever those thoughts are that come up, whatever those uncomfortable feelings are that come up, whatever those sort of natural actions that feel like just sort of that reaction to hunger that come up, that really is a glimpse at kind of the deeper work for you to do. On the other hand, if you feel like you are that person that is avoiding trying to feel hungry so that you can continue to restrict to continue to, you know, hit different goals or lose weight or whatever. Again, start with exploring why that is for you and then really start to cue into your body's hunger sensations, to that physiological sensation that your body is sending you and then to answer it with the appropriate food for whatever your goals are, but also for your body and what it is asking for, what it needs. Now, I know that this is so much easier said than done. A lot of the work really is kind of untangling the mental and the emotional mess and the stories that we have around food. But once we can really kind of get clear on the mental and the emotional stuff that's happening, and we can remove kind of the emotions from it, then we're able to really look at our behavior around food, around our bodies, around being hungry in a way that feels so much more neutral, so much less charged. And we're able to make, I think, more reasonable and logical decisions around food, around exercise, around our bodies. And we're not drawn to any of the extremes, right? So whether that's being extremely rigid and strict and restricting foods or the other extreme, which is, you know, not caring at all about what you eat, eating whatever you want, whenever you want, however much you want, and just really looking at, you know, in either of those extremes, does that ultimately end up serving you? So for me, I think, you know, if you are first kind of coming out of that dieting space and you're looking to become a more intuitive and mindful eater, I think the thing that I would just kind of caution against is that as you're sort of letting these rules and these restrictions go and all of these different guidelines go around food, that you don't necessarily have to slip into, you know, during that honeymoon phase of just eating whatever you want, whenever you want, however much you want. Because, again, I I don't. I truly don't believe that that is what is ultimately going to give you that healthiest relationship with food. And I think that there is definitely some value in being able to exercise a little bit of self-control, a little bit of mindfulness, a little bit of kind of weighing out the instant gratification versus sort of that delayed gratification. But of course, the one thing that I do definitely agree on with the intuitive eating in this particular phase of like coming out of dieting and, and the diet mentality Is that you have to be willing to let go of dieting and all of the things that you thought that you knew about food in order to really start to make those neutral, feeling, logical, reasonable decisions around food that aren't laced with all of the baggage that comes from dieting and the diet mentality and the diet mindset, but that really is what ultimately sets you up and puts you in a power position, a position of authority, of being able to trust and respect your body, and really taking the steps and doing the things that you believe are going to be the best thing for you, for your body, and ultimately for your goals, not only physique-related, but your goals in the rest of your life. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you today. This was something that continually comes up in my coaching with my own clients is just this idea of hunger and not understanding it and being afraid of it. And so I wanted to just kind of dive in and explore it a little bit more with you on the show this week and to kind of contrast it and compare it, I guess, a little bit too, to some of the things that as I've been kind of doing a little bit more of my own work through intuitive eating and kind of learning it, just some different perspectives that I don't necessarily think are always explored or talked about in the intuitive eating community at large. So hopefully that you will kind of uh, respect or not respect, but appreciate really um, just kind of my take and my perspective on that. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And if you are ready to dive into my non-diet approach and really learn how to apply the things that I'm teaching you on this podcast, at a deeper level that really will continue to compound and give you transformation in your life well beyond what you could ever imagine, I want to invite you to work with me. You can do that by emailing alicia at aliciacarlson.com, or you can send me a message over on Instagram or Facebook. We can connect that way. Hope you have a great rest of your day. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon, and I'll talk to you later.